The Big 12 Experience and the Funeral of the Pac-12 Edition on the Big 12 Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 free prize. Join today at sportsgambling.com slash Patreon. Pack 12 is dead. And welcome everybody back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We got a special edition. We're taking a break from our team previews. Go check out the previous four team previews that we've done. Uh, ironically, we were supposed to do Iowa State today, and obviously there was a little dust up in that program. So we'll uh, fill you in on the latest Hunter Deckers at the conclusion of this episode. Big, but, big dust up in the program. But if you listen to the show two weeks ago, we let you know that dust up was coming. <laughs> yes, no, the dust up is coming. This was previewed we'll talk- multiple times. I let you know the dust up was coming. <laughs> we'll talk about the the fixed dust up at the at the end of the show, but before. We got to talk about the Pac-12 funeral, the Big 12 emerging. I guess the Big 10 continues to flex their muscles. But if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And I am joined each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience. First up, uh, he's got the ACC Big 10 Pac-12 alliance. That really worked out well. Nice historic alliance there. (laughs) Very historic. No doubt. He uh, was born in Provo, uh, Utah. He has mm-hmm. family in Ames, Iowa. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He is Rambling Rush. Rambling Rush, how are you, man? I'm, I'm doing great. And, be- and before, I prepared a little bit of a eulogy for today's funeral. Obviously, have the black polo on. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back in 2020 when the Big Ten was part of this too, but the, at least the players, on the other hand, they, they revolted. So shout out Justin Fields there. But the Pac-12 wanted to cancel a football season. So be careful what you wish for. Uh, So to all those coastal elites out there that think they're better than God themselves, you got absolutely what you deserve. And a little while ago, I was part of a wedding um, and my buddy, uh, Alex Ballinger, gave me this great bottle of Woodford Reserve. And he said, break it out for a special occasion. So to all the uh, non-BYU schools out there, we're doing a little bit of toast and I'm not even pouring it out because it would be a waste of whiskey. So doing a little little toast here, a little shot. Pac-12 is dead. Mm, delicious. And I'm going to Cheers chase to it that. with a nice BYU chaser. Shout out. Can't forget the Mormons. Was born in Provo. There's caffeine. A little Diet Coke. Shout it's allowed out. now. So the Pac-12 yes. is dead. This is not a celebration of life. We are dancing on the grave. Life is good, baby. Life is good, and you're wondering who that other voice is. He is batting in the three-hole in the middle. He's the Big 12 guru. He's loved the Big 12 his whole life. He's got his seed everywhere. I may have to spread that seed into Arizona here soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Big 12 guru, he's got his seed in Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, Not in Iowa yet. We're, We're working on that. Cincinnati, Orlando, Morgantown. He is the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. Uh, what do you got in store for uh, this soft-ass Pac-12 league? 
Well, I'm fucking pumped to play golf courses in Arizona. That's all I'm thinking about is we can go out there as a group and play a fucking golf course in Arizona and be like, this is our country. Hell yeah, let's bring that on there. Uh, On the heels of Rush, I also have a Pac-12 eulogy. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) That's my eulogy. Those guys uh... thought they were were better than everybody. They were the best conference in all of sports. I mean, they call themselves the Conference of Champions. When you only have four teams left, how many champions can you have? They are now the conference of tree huggers because all they got left is fucking Stanford and Cal. Uh, did you get that press release from Brett Yormark copying his style on uh, Colorado? They're back. <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, hard not to laugh. Yes, no, no doubt. And uh, yeah, it's uh, quite the day. Uh, obviously, Oregon and Washington were rumored for for weeks and weeks and months. Uh, they finally joined the pack, or sorry, they leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, uh, joining USC and UCLA, who did so last year. Arizona is all but official to the Big 12. Uh, we'll see what happens with Arizona State and Utah. All signs say that they're going to join the Big 12. Honestly, they'd be fucking idiots not to. Rush, give me your thoughts outside of your eulogy for the Pac-12 so far in the events of the last 48, 72 hours. By the way, I've had this funeral or uh, – We've had this graphic ready for the last 72 hours, and we finally could break it out today. Well, they, they tried to prevent us this morning. The The Pac-12 had their one last uh, hurrah, but apparently I guess that was just Washington and Oregon getting the more money for the Big Ten. So good job to them putting us all back on our heels. Uh, but, dude, this is it, – it's done. Like the Mountain West now has a bigger brand name than them. They got better teams than them. It's It's – it's I, I don't I don't know I think the whack is still around like in terms of basketball and stuff but you might be going back to to the old uh, Western Athletic Conference w- with all this and hey I will say it, it it does suck a little bit for Washington State and Oregon State those fans because they they I just kind of got the 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 bad end of the stick but if we want to talk a little positive here with the twelve team playoff next year and the top ranked um uh conference uh champions auto bid. Get automatic automatic bid next thing you know maybe washington state oregon state they, they use that to their advantage so they can still stay relevant there is still a way for them to stay relevant um that that's the only thing that feels bad i feel bad about this i'm going in the other direction too everyone says this is the death of college football this is that this is the other this is this is just where we are now so you might as well embrace it you might as well be on the good side the big 12 side so I'm 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 happy with this. So to dive into some of the that's going on right now, like uh, Christopher said, uh, it's officially the Power Four. I think it's more of the Power Three Point Five. ACC, uh, you're next. GPA, yeah, a- <laughs> you're next. ACC's, ACC's dropping next for sure. I mean, uh, inside information on Florida State, they they have all the power to go independent if they accept some outside funding that could be from a very oil rich country that also sponsors a golf league um, <laughs> that plays in Florida. <laughs> they, uh, uh, I just, if, if Clemson and Florida state decide to go anywhere, it's the power three. There is no longer a three and a half. I mean, as good as some of the ACC teams are in basketball, just that money from football is going to kill and not being able to get it is going to eliminate their conference. 
And the worst part is, if you look at the way the ACC is approaching it, they're kind of following in the steps of the Pac-12. Like they have a little bit more financial backing than the Pac-12 did have. But if they, like they're not adding teams, they're not going out of their way to solidify themselves as like, we're going to stick around as a major conference. Even if we are the fourth best major conference, we're going to be here. They're going out of their way to just kind of stand there. And again, not doing anything complacency. You're going to get left behind. A hundred percent and shout out to the chat. It is alive Mm. and well on. Everybody's enjoying their Friday happy hour. It is a funeral for the Pac-12 over here on the Big 12 Experience. Shout out to Noah, Chris, Richard, uh, Steven. Appreciate you all hopping in the chat. But before we continue on with the Big 12 Experience, I got to talk about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon because it is perfect for the diehard D-Gen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to our exclusive contests, including the NFL win total contest with a $1,000 first place prize plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast and ad-free, uncensored, showing the highlights of the best stories from decades of being a D-Gen. There's even a Discord channel just for you patrons out there. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and will always give out their picks for free. Emphasis, for free. We're not we're not hacking you over here. Hey, give me uh, $99.99 for, uh, to go 5-5 five and five on your picks on a Saturday. Every pick is free, and we give out winners left and right. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. That is the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We won't make you subscribe to Apple TV. No, no. no stay yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> and if you had bet on Hunter Decker's betting on games, <laughs> you would have hit that. <laughs> I want I want to uh, touch on what Noah just said, because he makes a good point. Yeah. He, I mean, you thought about it when Texas and Oklahoma leaves – they're the two biggest brands. Everybody's writing off the Big 12. They're going to be done. But the innovative thinking of Brett Yormark, and honestly, you got to rewind. You got to give Bob Bowlesby credit for acting quickly. Um, everybody watching on YouTube.com slash TCE um, sees the new logos. You got UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston. Bob Bowlesby acted quickly, got those four schools, got those brands in the league, and then obviously it turned into Colorado and soon to be Arizona. But I, I think, uh, Troy, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and so, so same as you, Rush, the ACC is next because the ACC is following in the footsteps of the Pac-12. It's something about this coast, I guess the coast to coast, whichever coast you're on, this elitist said, hey, we're the ACC, we're the Pac-12, we're better than you, you should bow down to us. No, fuck you. You guys, the Pac-12 has put no emphasis on their sports athletics in the past couple of years, you touch on it, Rush. They tried to cancel the damn college football season in 2020. Every, they deserve everything that's come their way. And honestly, I do feel bad for Oregon State, Washington State a little bit, because the way that they did uh, Rolovich that t- 2021 season, I don't really feel sorry Good for point. Washington State either. So fuck them as well. The only one I feel sorry for is the Beavers of Oregon State. All the sinking ships are uh, on both coasts. How about that, Ryan? No doubt. No, it's. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's fitting because Stop. the the ACC is is next. I know that everybody says that I'm an ACC hater. Yes, I am an ACC hater, but their arrogance of how they have conducted themselves in the last couple of years it reminds me a lot of uh, what turned the Pac-12 into yeah. what the Pac-12 is, and it, and it's not a league anymore. Wait till Florida State leaves. Wait till Clemson leaves. 
I'm sure the Big 12 is going to pick off Pitt, hopefully, so West Virginia, Virginia can Tech. beat their ass twice a year in basketball and in football and Virginia Tech. I mean, yeah, I, I think the ACC is the next one to go. Now, Troy, how about um, you? I want to speak on the whole uh, Pac-12 hasn't concentrated on sports. As like a country football, club basketball. Sp- <laughs> well, yeah, country club sports guy myself, the Pac-12 dominates things like uh, water polo, mm. golf. It's really swimming. bringing in the money. You know, they're getting the 85 extra bucks for sending a team of 10 golfers out to a a course or whatever. But what I really want to bring up is the coastal elitism that you're talking about. It seems like it has a lot to do with they know they're going to get viewers like on the East Coast. When you have an eight o'clock game, going to get the eight o'clock viewers on the East Coast. There's there's no way around it. And kind of the same thing, you know, 11 o'clock East, but eight o'clock out West. You're going to get those local viewers no matter what. And maybe they got a little too comfortable with just those local viewers and the fact that there's so much population on both coasts. You know what we talk about in all all sports from, you know, little league all the way up through professional sports is you got to compete every fucking minute that you're out there. If you're not competing to be better than who's next to you, you're going to screw yourself. And the ACC is just it's just not competing. Well, that's the thing is they remain stagnant. Like the, the coach K Roy Williams, Bayheim days of basketball too. It's like, you, 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 they think they're still like this, like, Oh, we're that we're the ACC. And it, it's like, we've brought this up before. It's like, they don't want West Virginia back in 2012. And now they're reaching out to West Virginia. And it's like, begging. yeah. And it's like, it's like the popular girl that wouldn't go out with you in high school, but now is pregnant, overweight and an alcoholic. Yeah. And it's like, Bad. okay, now I'll give you a chance. Yeah. And fe- like, it's like, come on. It, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Something Colby brought up on the show, which was a very good point. And something too, that the, the, the uh, Bowlesby and, and your mark have done for the big 12 too. That's been excellent. Colby brought up is, you know, he doesn't like how the, what the big Ten's doing. He likes the regional. And I get that. Unfortunately, it's just, those days are over, but the big yeah. 12 poached, not really poaching, but did it out of necessity to survive the conference. And the great messaging that the Big 12 did was, hey, you know, we're not going to we'll be we'll be the best basketball, but we're not going to be the best in football. You know, we'll, we we understand our place, but we're going to be the most fun. We're going to have the most parity and our number 1 down to number however it ends up being 16, each team will have a chance to beat each other. It's not like Alabama versus Vanderbilt. So, this is it's great this, this the Big 12 deserves this, and it's just great to be on this side of things because it's it's this was in the making and it just finally happened, and that's why I just don't. You you're right, right? I feel bad for one program, and that's Oregon State, but everyone else can go fuck themselves. Yeah, and I also um, you you make a good point about the, the and, and Colby too to piggyback off that point. The Big 12 is not responsible for the demise of the Pac-12. Mm-mm. You can't say that the Colorado move is what killed the Pac-12. USC and UCLA is what started this. Well, I, Texas, I think- Oklahoma, if you really Correct. want to go. Yeah. That. So- they're, they're the one, and the Big 12 had to adjust, and then UCLA Correct. are like, well, we want to make money. Like, yeah. the Pac-12 deals aren't getting done. So it just, it cr- of course, created a chain reaction. But the Big 12, all they did was respond. They didn't meddle. And now they're because of that, because the patients now they're going to be not on top, top, but well, they're, they're, they're going to be a power stay, remain a power conference and a fun one. The, the patience has a lot to do with it because 
what Texas did was the equivalent of having like 380 yards to the green and being like, yeah, we're fucking going for it. I know I can get the ball there. I want to sign a network deal. I want Texas to always be featured on this network. I want just reruns of Texas sports, even in areas where we could be playing live sports of teams that are going to determine where Texas finishes in the conference standings. And they just, you know, they were just a step ahead. Like if, if Texas waited to go to the sec and decided to establish the Longhorn network, maybe it, it might work out a little bit better, but all it did, it was a step too early. And all it did was run a bunch of people away from you thinking like, yeah, we don't want to hang out with this rich motherfucker that has no way to relate to us. He's just the guy that's going to drop enough money to get whatever he wants done. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, not to toot the Baylor horn, but 100% to toot the Baylor horn. Baylor saved the whole Big 12. Having that competitive of a basketball team and out of out of nowhere throwing yeah, a Heisman candidate in there and then having a competitive football team after that, not just like a one-hit wonder. Man, Baylor might have saved the Big 12 even after having like basketball players get shot. They were able to fucking put the program back together and – you know, that's that speaks that's that's harder an to argument do than, there. Well, that's harder to do than Texas having all the money in the world and putting a program together. Well, let they me have been able to do that since fucking Vince Young in any sport. Like, let me ask you guys, like speaking of patience now, does the Big 12 maybe just want to say, hey, we see the the demise of the ACC. Let's stick it with just Arizona. Let's just stick it 14 and just see what comes out of the ACC that maybe we can grab because Utah and Arizona state were dicking around and we tried to give them, we tried to help them out earlier and they were too busy dicking around. I, I will say, I do want the Holy war back being growing up a BYU fan. And I would, I, I do want you to even, they've been difficult as hell to deal with. I do want Utah in the conference, but from just a strict patience business standpoint, is there, is, is there a benefit Ryan you think to just being like, Yo, let's just chill at 14 and see what happens. We got time on our side. I'm going to answer that on the un- on the other side of this because we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy on the Big 12 Experience. NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and available in tons of market, plus plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter the Best Ball Mania where to get a chance to win $3 million. $3 million. That was a nice chunk of change. Head over Mm. to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That is the promo code.com. Promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Big 12 experience, talking the end of the Pac-12 and the future of the Big 12. Uh, Back to Rush's initial question, should we stay at 14, potentially look to the ACC? How do we handle Arizona State and Utah, who I don't understand where their logic in any of this is? Uh, Great question, Rush. Uh, It's obviously all – we've been doing the show for about 18 minutes or 19 minutes now. We haven't even talked about the future of the Big 12, and this (laughs) is a Big 12 experience show. Um, I Man, I – I, I obviously want Arizona because I want Air, the Arizona basketball brand. Yeah. 
I'm not all in on this Arizona State. I don't think that they offer that much. I know you want the Arizona-Arizona State from a rivalry standpoint. You like the rivalries. College experience, we like the rivalries. But same with Utah, man. Like, I, as much as I like the Holy War, you already have the Salt Lake City market with BYU, and they are the bigger brand of the two. They're a national brand. Yeah, they're a national brand. And if those two want to be a pain in the ass, I don't think you give them the full $31 million TV agreement. I think you make them part uh, uh, partners kind of like uh, Oregon and Washington are going to be with the Big Ten. Yes, Troy. So that's the uh, the whole complacency versus necessity argument. The Big Twelve doesn't like Fox is not going to pay enough money to pay out sixteen teams. They have enough money set. When I was looking at the financials to get to fourteen, that's a okay. They've got enough games already paid for, enough matchups that are going to exist. Now, if you make it 16, there's going to be an additional, I think it was like $21.8 million that they would have to dole out to pay for some of those games. They're probably not ready to do that in terms of uh, how immediate they would want it to occur. But I think, I mean, why not UConn and Miami? Like why don't get why don't you go get those two schools? I just, think the ACC is going to be a second though, because they will demise. But they're like the two. To Big Twelve years basketball, from- like if UConn and yeah. Miami want to play in a real fucking conference, Big Twelve basketball is where you're going to get tested. And not only that, kind of how you look at what occurred with West Virginia, I think the football program has gotten better, even if their record doesn't say so. They're not. They're, they're playing real teams now, so maybe their record reflects that a little bit more. And I think you would want that from a, a school you know, trying to make a little bit more money, trying to move up, trying to build their brand. Go play Big 12 football or basketball, and if you succeed there really well, you know your, your, your team's ready to do whatever they would like to do because – I see this three and a half, three, four conferences thing only lasting five or six years before we get back into our actual regional matchups and realizing, you know, we had a great thing. There was no That's reason fair. to fuck with it. History is cyclical. Now, the, they'll, they'll make divisions from these conferences, and then those divisions will then end up becoming conferences. Become we'll their be own, right yeah. Now. Yeah, so, but in the I, meantime, I'm happy um, with Pac-12. Dying. I um I, I wanted to get to this comment in the chat uh from Chris. He said, "Can we talk about how Arizona joining the Big Twelve is a threat to Kansas?" I think that is actually a real thing because Arizona has not had the Big Twelve brand with them. They've been in the fucking Pac twelve. Arizona's rich basketball history under Lute Olson. But I'll tell you another team that could threaten the, the Kansas year and year after uh, winning the Big Twelve. That would be UConn. And I'm with you, Troy. And I, I, I had some fun with uh, the uh, Kansas fans on Twitter today. <laughs> you know, you, you got to love Kansas because their fans in basketball are absolutely the best. Everybody's talking about what this means for football. They're talking about whether it should be held in uh, Kansas. The conference tournament should be held in Kansas City and why it should never leave there. Oh, I wonder why they don't want it to leave Kansas City. <laughs> because you're located less than an hour and it's a home game at the Sprint Center. Um, if they get UConn, you can already – you can. Uh, this is a guarantee. The Big 12 tournament will be at the Garden or Barclays within five to ten years. 
you can even that, rotate it. Like one, yeah, one, yeah. if you're going to expand the country one year, it's in New York. The next year it's in Vegas. The next year it's in Denver. Like you can correct next year. It's Vegas in Dallas. Is a great like, point. Yeah. Because I mean, your mark didn't accidentally start playing camps at, at Rucker park this summer. That wasn't just, Oh, let's go play at Rucker park this summer. He's a New York guy, mm-hmm. pop culture background. If they get UConn, that gets him the New York market, and it takes this basketball brand of a league that I keep talking about uh, over at the College Basketball Spirits over and over and over again, where hey, I mean it becomes repetitive, but it, that's a real thing. Like you get that this brand on a national market at the garden level, I, all of a sudden, every other league is not even close to you. You're the SEC version of a uh, football in terms of basketball. Go ahead, Troy. I was going to say, I think the, uh, uh, your mark has been working for the last two years to get just one individual game at Madison Square Garden. And this December, yes. he finally gets Baylor against Duke. And it's not Kansas, but if you think about the dominance of a college basketball program, Baylor's been right fucking there with Kansas. And the year last that five the, years, yeah. Well, the, the COVID cancellation of a tournament. You got to think Baylor's like at least an elite eight, maybe a final four team that year, and then turns around the next year and wins the national title. We could be talking about, you know, three straight Big 12 titles with two being from Baylor and one from Kansas. Texas Tech loses the national title uh, uh, in the final. Man, there's basketball is what runs this league. Kansas Kansas State Elite Eight this last year. West Virginia the last 15 years under hugs. Iowa State with all those teams with the mayor recently with Otzelberger. You go on and TCU with Jamie Dixon. I mean, they've been a tournament team recently. This Big 12 basketball, I mean, yeah, Texas has been good recently, but they're not losing anything with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the league and potentially – Bringing in Arizona and then what? I don't know when it's UConn will join. It's not. You got time with UConn. I will say that UConn is not like an immediate. Like when we talk about patience, it's not like UConn. Like the Big Ten's not going to add UConn. Obviously, the SEC won't, and the AC UConn's not going to join the ACC. That they don't even know what's going. Like you, you have some time with UConn. But I see this question up here from that's a great question. That is a great question. My if we want to do a little round robin, my guess is Pitt we'll say you want to cap it at four. We'll say four. Yeah. Russ, let's play it out where let's say they get to 16 and okay. then they look to the ACC. Let, let's keep it simple. Let's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll assume that Arizona state and Utah, because that's is more probable than not happening. Yeah. So we'll just say the big 16 with the four corner schools. I love how also how they call it the four corners in New Mexico is not anywhere near it in there, yeah. but um, I I'm going Pitt, Virginia tech, Louisville. I would like Virginia in there, but I, for some reason that feels like big 10 to me. I've seen NC state being floated around. Tiki I'd be torches. fine with <laughs> what I said. Tiki torches uh, with UVA. They're, uh, <laughs> they're the Stanford of the East coast. <laughs> that, that is Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy might go coach there. UVA. If they join the big 12 Bronco men and all coach there. <laughs> that, that, Sorry, Russ. So you said, go no. ahead. You, you so said, I'm going to so yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say the three most likely are Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Louisville. I'm I'm going to say ideally I would like Virginia because of the West Virginia you know bias in there. But I saw a graphic that said it would maybe be NC State. NC State would probably be more of a cultural fit than UVA. Um, 
So I, I'll, I'll go that. I'll say NC State instead of UVA, but I would prefer UVA. Now, I want to uh, – the the NC State pick is a pretty good one because that would, in our fan rankings, NC State would immediately skyrocket, not quite to the West Virginia level, but if we're going on BAC, those guys <laughs> in Raleigh – Raleigh would be a great city. They be party awesome hard city to go. To there is yeah. one team out of the ACC that's going to join the Big Twelve though, and it's the Miami Hurricanes. The, the yeah. they already got UCF, and they're going to get Miami. They're, if they can get a, a like a super duper as far East Coast as you can get with the most recruits that you can think about down there in the Coral Gables area, the Big Twelve wants that team, and. I think a team like Virginia Tech also fits in pretty culturally, whereas yeah. like you're Cold kind of country. a located, just a college city, anything that's more than 20 minutes away, nobody gives a flying fuck about. That's perfect for the Big 12, but like we'd want to see Pitt, but I think I think Miami is that school that they're really, really going to go after. I think Miami's SEC bound. It's, well, I think if Florida State decides to go SEC, I don't think Miami does. I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten made a run at Miami because it's a high academic school and they want to get into Florida. I could see that happening. Uh, the number one for me personally and what I think the Big 12 is Pitt. Mm -hmm. I think it's another city and they would love the backyard brawl. Virginia Tech, I agree with you guys 100%. Culture, culturally fits uh, with Blacksburg. It's basically another version of Morgantown, even though they don't know how to have as much fun as we do. But uh, I, I think Louisville, too. Louisville, yeah. definitely. You got to bring that back. Yeah. got to stay right, though. It's Louisville. Louisville, Louisville, whatever. However, you say Lou, if you say Louisville, cars. everybody knows you're a faker. You got to say Louisville. Yeah, I, I make sure make Louisville. sure you don't really enunciate anything. Just Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Patinoville. Bring back Patino. Uh, yeah, no, those three, I, I like that because then you could have Louisville and Cincinnati. That's an old rivalry as well. They don't like each other. That's somewhat regional. Um, West Virginia, Pitt, Virginia Tech, all in the same area. And I would look, you know, I may even look at Noah put it in the chat. I think Memphis is an outside-the-box candidate because of the FedEx money. The FedEx Forum, Penny Hardaway, that brand we saw with Cal Perry. I would, I would say that. I mean, obviously Miami is not a bad one. You, just you because... could always do those three from the ACC, like we said. Uh, I'm yes. going to say Louisville, uh, Tech, and Pitt. And then that's where UConn comes in. You just do three from the ACC. Yeah, you. well, I didn't even include UConn because UConn yeah. is definitely going to be in this league at some point. I don't see... I don't see any way that they're not in this league at some point. It's too high a priority for Brett Yormark. What's the cap, honestly, in terms 24. of numbers? 24. <laughs> I like it. I, what did I say uh, when we were doing about two weeks ago? We were talking about the logos on our, uh, our graphic having, what, 12 on the bottom and 12 on the top. That'd be 24, and you could split it into four divisions. Yeah, no, I think it – I mean, I know Colby hates it. He hates talking about it. It's basically be becoming slowly professional in terms of we're going to have pods, divisions, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, Anthony Eason in the chat makes a great point. West Virginia had great battles with Louisville. Yes, anytime we can yeah. get those old Big East rivalries back in basketball, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Well, what's great, you could have the Big 12 where it's the old Big East, still some of that original Big 12, 
and then kind of that old Mountain West Western Athletic Conference that that was so you kind of get the best of all those worlds. But also, um, what else was I going to say? Is with West Virginia and also uh, the West Vir- Ryan and I do the West Virginia uh, at Ryan and Rush show. Go so go check it out. Go subscribe um, if you get a chance. We'd appreciate that. Is is now you have like from a West Virginia standpoint, you kind of feel like you're at the center of this league at once you were an outsider. And now it's like, they're having me- meetings at the Greenbrier, you know, and it just, I know that's a little more uh, personal on our side, Ryan, but dude, it's finally good for West Virginia to be in the center of stuff instead of on the <laughs> outside, man. It just, it feels good, dude. Even in my I, family, like I said, my parents went to BYU. My brother went to BYU. I'm an outsider in my own damn family in a, you know, playful way, but we, we we're finally on the right side of things, right? Yeah, I, I think just from West Virginia <laughs> Twitter and then even Iowa State and just uh, and then the the new four schools, just they're all like, thank God that you're on the right side of expansion. Because when you're not on the right side of expansion, man, it's a shitty time. When West Virginia was going through that Big East to Big 12, not knowing where to go, the ACC, uh, self-righteous ACC, as I like to call them, those pussies, um, th- Turn, turned West Virginia down because the academics weren't uh, high enough and it was too too hillbilly for him. So, and ironically, 10 years later, they're begging for him to come back, which won't happen. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's good when you're on the right side. Um, So we got Arizona. What do you think will be the next domino to fall? I guess Arizona technically isn't official. I think we'll get that over the weekend. Rush, what do you think the next official domino to fall is? I, I, I think – with everything that's going, sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what's the simplest thing makes the most sense? What, what, mm-hmm. what is when you, a lot of noise, what, what's the most simple? And I, I, like I said, I brought up the patience point and I think it's okay for, for the big 12 to take a step back and kind of do a little bit of a scan. But the, the simplest thing is Arizona state and, and Utah join as well. I, 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 it just, you keep you keep the dust bowl. You keep you get the holy war back. It, it it makes sense. I don't I don't really think there's a simple answer in terms of you, simplest. Not a simple, but well, simplest. You you want Arizona and Utah. At the end of the day, you want those two schools just because. Well, Arizona State and Utah. You want those two mostly for Utah, but it's not like Arizona state has had a horrible basketball program and, you know, put with a big brand like the big 12, they could have the same kind of upside that we're looking for from Arizona. Like they could go from not competing to being like a every year friend tournament team. Maybe they went around, maybe they make it to the sweet 16, something like that. So you don't, really hate on the whole Arizona state side. And if it gets you Utah, you definitely take it. But the simplest answer is you got to go get UConn. You have to get UConn and, you know, develop you time. Sure. But that's, that's what every, I, like, I'm taking UConn over Arizona state. Sure. Oh, yeah, I, I agree there. But that's what I, the like, Pac-12 and the ACC yeah. were thinking is, you know, we have time. We can kind of put out a plan. You don't have like, Okay. What if there's yeah. like what I'm saying is if there's no plan at all, drop the bank on UConn. Let them know you get a full share. We want you in this league. But you may not be able to offer that right now. The thing is, you might like take Arizona, it away from other teams. Take two or three million dollars. Then, away then from you're other creating teams. your own internal strife. And the next thing Perfect. you know, the Big Twelve shoots themselves in the foot, like we just saw with this alliance behind us. 
I would argue that UConn's football program is potentially in a better spot going forward with Jim Mora than yeah. uh than Give it two years. title. I I think Jim Moore is going to get that thing going. He gets it going wherever he's at. Doesn't UConn even have a sports is, section anymore. UConn, yeah, I know that was that was when they when they were uh, living like the Pac-12 soft ass mindset. But yeah, they've changed their ways. They won a national championship in basketball. In a perfect world, I like Utah and, and UConn because you get the Utah football brand with Kyle Whittingham. I love that. That and you get the Holy War, and then you get the UConn New sure, York City a, market. That could be a cool rivalry. You versus you. Yeah, you versus. But no what doubt. if we throw Miami in there? Then it's like, who's the you? Uh, no doubt. Oh, it's nuts when you go to Utah and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm I'm at the U," and I'm like, "Guys, you're U of U. This isn't my. You guys don't do coke. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> uh, a bunch of fucking Mitt Romney's I, running around. There you go. I will. I will also say this too, in terms of because we're talking about basketball a lot too in Utah. I I know it's been a little while. But the running youths in the '90s, I mean, they they got a historic they got a historic basketball name to them too. So Rick Majerus, yeah. So you know, playing Kentucky and stuff, they would always lose to Kentucky. But it, it's I, I I definitely like Utah, and I, I would probably agree. I would definitely lean towards UConn over Arizona State. I just I feel like it's going to be Arizona State and Utah because Arizona State's going to understand that they need money and they'll <laughs> they're, they're, they'll they'll take. There, it is more likely that Arizona State takes yeah. less money than UConn takes less money. I think they're both desperate. So yeah, it'll be it'll mm. be interesting, and we'll be here every step of the way to cover uh, expansion on the Big Twelve experience. But before we get out of here, we got to do we got to do a little uh, Friday afternoon film session with the Big Twelve Guru. And mm. who is our man of DGen this week? Let's get our a little favorite, our the better, the better of the year Actually, or the better of the month, Hunter Deckers. This is uh, this is the Hunter Deckers music when he was placing all those bets. Seven dollars and fifty cents. I want uh, so to an be, Iowa State K State parlay. <laughs> so to be completely honest with everybody, we had a uh, we tried to film the <laughs> Iowa State preview a little bit early. <laughs> And yeah, we did. within hours of us finishing this Iowa State preview and me telling these two fools that there's going to be at least 20 people suspended from Iowa State for a betting thing. <laughs> you really did. I, I let everybody know. I mean, the best way to find out information is get a dude on the swim team and have him be cool enough that he hangs out just enough with some of the uh, athletes. And he lets you know. Man, about a third of the football team had meetings with the athletic director at Iowa State. I think there's something going on. Well, I know right away in today's day and age, that's betting on the fucking games. There's no way around that. So two golden rules in life. Never trust a man you can't have a beer with and never trust a guy in the Speedo next to you. Yeah, <laughs> never. So, Unless he's your source. <laughs> So after after getting the news of Hunter Decker's, uh, I think they arrested him. I'm not sure. They might have detained. He, he him might have charges. Like that. No, I think it's a I think it's a state charge. In like Iowa. it's a criminal. Like it's beyond. I, like he's not playing football anymore. Like this is. And criminal I know shit. I know nothing about the actual evidence or whether he's guilty or not. I just know that oh, uh, he guilty. had a sit down with an Allegedly. athletic director for a while, along with a bunch of other people on the team. And now we're seeing some news filter out. So I started to go back and look through a few games. And the first one that I came upon was Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State finally beats Iowa. 
right? If you take a look at this third and three play from Hunter Deckers, he's got a running back running a wheel where the linebacker is already behind the first down marker. He's one juke away from a first down. And he's also got the receiver at the top of the screen with inside leverage, plenty of room down the field, but that receiver is running a comeback route. So he's got the inside and he's already got the linebacker running up to the running back on the wheel. All he's got to do, if you go ahead to the next the next uh, photo that I sent you, Ryan, the receiver turns around and has fucking seven yards of space where all he's got to do is catch the goddamn ball. And Hunter Deckers is standing there looking right at him. Like, look at his helmet. He's looking right at that receiver. He gets sacked on that play. He gets sacked. He does not throw that ball. So we go later in the game. Iowa State forces or, or they get a tipped ball interception return to the 12 yard line in a three to seven game on second and 10. Hunter Deckers decides to throw the ball to the guy on the far left of the screen that is bracketed in double coverage. Granted, it's an NFL receiver, but it's second and 10. And he's got a dude right on the hash mark that's running away from all the coverage. All he's got to do is throw the ball to the 10 yard marker. And that guy turns up the field and scores a touchdown. The more that I look at tape from Hunter Deckers, the more it makes sense that this guy was rigging fucking football games. There you that go. Was, there, there, is, a, your, there is your th- this week's version of the film room with the Big 12. That was room. good. You can see my squiggly lines on my phone trying to like circle people. This is important. This is not important. <laughs> hey, if you think if you think this show is drunk now, just wait till we're obliterated breaking down Big 12 games at Saturday nights. <laughs> Especially after West Virginia beats Pitt. There he there is right go. there. Hunter Deckers. He's, uh, when you he's hit the, the real man of DJ. That's your <laughs> yeah. face when you hit the over. <laughs> he's he's the latest guy subscribed to the big 12 college experience hunter decker shout out best of luck my friend i hope you hit some parlays in the future <laughs> you need to get bail money somehow oh uh, no doubt yeah no those, he needs to he needs to hit a 12 legger to get out of whatever he's going to be into but uh yeah that'll wrap it up for uh this week uh, on the big 12 experience i guess we will figure out our uh iowa state 2.0 preview post hunter deckers but before we get out of here rambling rush tell everybody where to find you at rambling rush twitter instagram appreciate you all appreciate the support and for the west virginia based show um at ryan and rush show twitter instagram as well subscribe to that youtube page we really appreciate it also do some other big 12 stuff on there too you can always find me just at troy tuning on twitter or at troy drinks miller on instagram um it would only be for the Instagram stories, I guess. That's all your time is worth. But the the Twitter account is is probably worth a, a solid, you know, five or ten minutes a day of just scrolling through. No doubt. And you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm always shitting on the ACC and Pac-12. Hey, everybody listening to this right now. Take ten seconds out of your day. Go over there, subscribe, leave a five-star comment. It goes a long way in the future of the show where we can keep bringing you necessary big 12 information hey we will be back uh next week with our team previews next on the clock i guess is iowa state we'll figure that out and then the kansas jayhawks uh football version so hope everybody has a great weekend and what's the what's the over under on when we get the iowa state preview out 
And do you we'll think go- Hunter is betting on it? <laughs> he, he's going to play some uh, five-leggers or some parlays this weekend for sure. Yeah, he's got some baseball to bet on. TBT's over. I don't know what he's going to bet on. He, maybe he'll save it till Labor Day weekend when he can. Aussie uh, rules football. Aussie yeah, rules football. I'm sure there's some football. Just ask Colby what's going on. So, hey, good luck, everybody, this weekend, and let it ride. Bye, Pac-12. See you later.